evidence and answers. Have you seen a good movie lately? There are a lot of interesting ones. Drama, adventure, sci-fi. Take your pick. There really is something for everyone. But how can you use the movies to impact today's culture for Christ? Don't go away. You're tuned to Evidence and Answers with your host, Pat Zucran. Pat is an author, teacher, and international speaker in the arena of Christian apologetics, the defense of the Christian faith. In today's broadcast, listen as Pat will be critiquing the latest in the Star Wars series. Here with part two is our host, Pat Zucran. You're listening to Evidence and Answers, where we provide compelling evidence for faith and hope in Christ and provide biblical answers to the challenges of today. Spanning nearly four decades now is the Star Wars movie series. Few movies have generated such excitement as the Star Wars series and its production, special effects, and cinematography made a tremendous impact on the arts in setting a new standard for the movie industry. But also in Star Wars was a very strong storyline that is one of the reasons why perhaps this series has lasted so long. There's a powerful storyline that is in there. And this storyline teaches a lot of valuable principles and it's worthy of discussion. One of the things we do here at Evidence and Answers is we like to critique the ideas of the culture. And movies provide a great basis for that. Movies often provide the platform from which powerful ideas that dominate the culture can be illustrated in powerful cinematography and story form. And Star Wars has a very powerful storyline. George Lucas, the producer of the Star Wars series, stated that he created movies not just to entertain, but he said he wanted to, quote, make young people think about the mystery, not to say, here's the answer, to say, think about this for a second. Is there a God? What does God look like? What does God sound like? What does God feel like? How do we relate to God? Just getting young people to think at that level is what I've been trying to do in the films. What eventual manifestation that takes place in terms of how they describe their God and what form their faith takes is not the point of the movie. And we should indeed applaud George Lucas for not just making movies that entertain but wanting young people to think about such deep issues. And perhaps because Star Wars movie lines addresses these issues and causes us to think about the big questions of life is perhaps why this series has lasted for nearly four decades. These are the big questions of life that everyone asks throughout their lifetime and must be answered. And Star Wars, through its creative storyline, addresses several of these issues in a very creative way. Now, I've been asked on several radio interviews and journals, should Christians watch Star Wars? And I would say absolutely, yes, because it presents some very powerful ideas and a great contrast in worldviews, which is a great discussion piece that can make us relevant to the world around us. It's pretty hard to introduce the message of the gospel to young people or unbelievers who are not interested in the Bible or in the gospel or theological discussions about God and eternal life. But you bring up something like Star Wars, boy, they're ready to discuss that right away. And if a pastor, a parent, a youth worker is equipped and knows how to watch a movie, You'll probably want to listen to our radio show on that, how to watch a movie. If they know how to watch and critique movies, it provides a great platform to discuss many of these great themes, and it actually provides an introduction to the gospel of Jesus Christ, if we're equipped and ready to go. That's why I hope my critique of Star Wars here 
provides a model for you on how to critique a movie and then how to bring uh, biblical answers to the deep questions that the movie is indeed addressing. So I hope this critique helps you out in that endeavor in engaging the great ideas of the culture that are displayed to us through the movies. Now, yesterday we talked a little bit about the background of George Lucas, who described himself as a Methodist Buddhist. The answers to life's questions is reflected in the story of Star Wars coming from that background. We talked about the worldview of Star Wars, that George Lucas is presenting a great contrast between the biblical worldview and the worldview of pantheism. Pan means all, theism means God. Pantheism teaches that there's an impersonal force or energy made up of all things in the universe that pervades throughout the universe. So pantheism doesn't teach there's a personal God, but an impersonal force made up of the energy that flows through the universe, made up of all things created in the universe. Energy or the force or this cosmic energy that flows through the universe flows through each individual and through altering our conscience and discipline, a person can master and tap into the cosmic energy of the universe that resides in each one of us and do supernatural things as the Jedi do. So we talked a little bit about the worldview of pantheism represented in the Force in Star Wars, and we also talked a little bit of the salvation message that's presented in the Star Wars series. Now today, I want to talk about the heroes of the Star Wars movie. In every movie, there's a villain, and in every movie, there's a hero. Let's take a look at the heroes in the Star Wars movie, and these are represented in the Jedi, the Jedi Knights. Now, in the movie, these select individuals have mastered the use of the Force and are thus warriors of tremendous power. They function as the guardians of peace in the Galactic Empire and use their powers only in times of danger to the Empire. Where did George Lucas get this idea for the Jedi? Well, in a Discovery Channel documentary titled The Science of Star Wars, Lucas reveals the source of his idea. Once again, he borrows from the concepts from the pantheistic religions or the pantheistic worldview. Lucas reveals that his idea came from studying the Shaolin monks of China. The Shaolin monks are priests in China who are known for originating and becoming the masters of the martial arts. And their fighting skills were legendary throughout the land of China. Not only are the Shaolin monks skillful fighters, they were also men who mastered the use of the Qi force we talked about previously. Qi is believed to be the cosmic energy that flows throughout the universe. And Qi flows through all things, including individuals. And the Shaolin monks teach that through altering one's consciousness through meditation and other exercises, one can tap into the power of Qi that resides in each individual and use it to perform supernatural feats. Using the chief force, a Shaolin monk can deliver punches and kicks with devastating force. He is also able to withstand punishing blows from opponents and objects. Some even believe a master can strike down an opponent without physical contact, but using chi energy. Now, in Star Wars, we see a parallel here. The Jedi are dressed in garments similar to the Shaolin monks. They are headquartered at what is called the Temple, and they are the masters of the Force. Using the Force, they are able to move objects, foresee future events, manipulate people's thoughts, and strike down opponents without any physical contact. For the Jedi, truth is ultimately found in their feelings. When in doubt, the phrase among the Jedi is, search your feelings. Let go of your conscious self. 
Use your feelings. What do they tell you? And true knowledge for the Jedi is beyond the rational and found in feelings and intuitions beyond the rational mind. The Jedi are another example of Lucas's pantheistic worldview and how he borrowed from religions such as Buddhism and Taoism. And for the Jedi, they live and live out the ideology of the Buddhist monks. They do not get attached to physical world. For getting attached to things of the physical world can lead to dangerous emotions such as attachment, which leads to jealousy, which eventually leads to anger. So the Jedi do not get attached to things of this earth. They live solitary lives and they do not marry or have families. Very similar to how the Shaolin monks or the Buddhist priests live. They do not get attached to things of this world and live solitary lives. Now there's much to like regarding the Jedi. They're noble heroes who are selfless, self-sacrificing, disciplined, and courageous. So although there's much to admire about the Jedi, one thing we as Christians probably should be careful of is the idea of the force, the power behind the Jedi. The Bible does not teach that there is a cosmic energy or chi that flows through objects or individuals. The power to overcome the things of this world does not come from altering our consciousness and tapping into the cosmic energy that resides in us. Instead, it is learning and understanding and applying the powerful truth that comes from learning God's Word and also dependence on the Holy Spirit who dwells every believer in Christ. And we are also to be motivated by love. As Jesus said in the two great commandments, love for God and love for one another should be the motivating force behind every believer in Christ. Also, as Christians, we do not base our knowledge on our feelings primarily, but on the truth taught in God's Word, the Bible, and through prayer, and through insights from mature believers, and also studying the circumstances around us and constantly being in prayer and in tune with God and the Holy Spirit that resides in every believer, asking God, what are the principles of truth that I'm to apply and follow in the particular situation that I find myself? The Christian discipline does not teach us to abandon our rational thoughts and rely on feelings like the Jedi, but instead, heart and mind work together. So through the study and mastery of God's Word and applying God's Word and the leading of the Holy Spirit, a believer faces the challenges of each day and through the power of Christ, we overcome. Now, one of the most fascinating parts of Star Wars is the concept of pain and suffering. When individuals do not respond properly, pain and suffering is the result and they fall prey to the dark side of the Force. In Star Wars, the answer to dealing with pain and suffering comes from the teachings of Buddhism. Buddha taught that pain and suffering are the result of an unenlightened view of the world. The unenlightened view this physical world and their individuality as real. However, this physical world is an illusion and so is our individuality. Pain and suffering occur when individuals in their false understanding of this world become attached to things of this world such as possessions, goals, dreams, and even other individuals. The answer to pain and suffering is the elimination of desire or all attachment to things in this physical but illusionary world. When one completely detaches from the things of this world, pain and suffering will cease. 
For this reason, early Buddhism and Southern Buddhism today teach that the true Buddhist renounces all attachments of this world and lives a solitary life, never marrying and owning nothing but their robe, walking staff, and a beggar's bowl. Now, in Star Wars, young Anakin Skywalker is secretly married to his wife Padme. The Jedi are the ones to bring balance to the Force in the galaxy and therefore are not allowed to be attached to the things of this physical world, and they are especially not to marry. They are to refrain from attachments such as those, and Anakin begins to have nightmares seeing Padme suffering and these dreams begin to haunt him. So he goes to the Master Jedi Yoda for counsel, and they have this conversation. Yoda asks, these visions you have, and Anakin responds, they're of pain, suffering, and death. Yourself you speak of or someone you know, Yoda asks. Anakin replies, someone. And Yoda inquires, close to you? And Anakin replies, yes. And Yoda says this, he says, careful you must be when sensing the future, Anakin. Fear of loss is a path to the dark side. Anakin responds, I won't let these visions come true, Master. To which Yoda says, death is a natural part of life. Rejoice for those around you who transform into the Force. Mourn them do not. Miss them do not. Attachment leads to jealousy, a shadow of greed, that is. And Anakin asks, what must I do, Master? And Yoda gives this answer, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. You can see how Yoda's answer parallels the teachings of Buddha. See, the problem is that Anakin has become attached and fallen in love with Padme. This attachment will lead to the desire and the dark side of the Force. And what is the answer? Well, the answer is complete detachment from the things of this world. Yoda states that we should rejoice for those who transform into the Force. The worldview of pantheism teaches that our individuality is actually an illusion. We are actually all one with the universe. Therefore, at death, we are no longer individuals, but we are absorbed into the energy or the essence of the universe. And in Star Wars, Yoda says, at death, people are transformed into the force. They are no longer individuals, but they become part of the cosmic energy of the force. And that's what the pantheistic religions teach, such as Taoism, Hinduism, different forms of Buddhism and the New Age, that are individuality is really an illusion that we are all actually part of the one, the whole, the essence of the universe, the cosmic force, and at death we will not be individuals who exist as individual souls in a place called heaven as the Bible teaches. Instead, we'll be absorbed into the one, or in Star Wars, we'll be absorbed into the force or transformed into the force. Well, how does that compare with biblical teaching? Well, the Bible teaches that this physical world is indeed real, but in a fallen state. And one day, this earth and our bodies shall be redeemed. All of creation shall be redeemed. Our individuality is not an illusion, but we are created in the image of God, and that image shall last for all eternity. And at death, we are not absorbed into God, but our individual personhood will continue to exist eternally with God or separated from Him, but we will exist for eternity as our individual selves, fully conscious as individuals. We won't be absorbed into an impersonal force. Now, the answer to pain and suffering is not detaching from the world, but through our hope found in Jesus Christ, we will one day be victorious over evil and suffering. 
Believers in Christ do not escape from their suffering, but our suffering indeed has meaning. James 1 teaches us that suffering produces perseverance, which produces character, which in the end produces hope. Our suffering has a purpose to make us more like Christ, and one day our battle against evil and suffering will come to an end. We will not escape this existence, but we will experience victory through Christ, who defeated evil on the cross. And Jesus provides a message of hope and eternal life. This is by far, I find, a more meaningful and a more humane kind of message than any other religion can possibly provide. Now, the final big question that Star Wars addresses is what happens after death? This is another question George Lucas hoped young people would ask as they viewed the series. And Star Wars presents an answer that once again reflects the teachings of pantheism. Pantheism teaches that we are all in an endless cycle of reincarnation until we attain enlightenment. And it is then we escape this cycle and become one with the divine. Or we are absorbed into the cosmic energy of the universe. Once again, in The Revenge of the Sith, Anakin Skywalker is haunted with nightmares of his wife Padme dying at the birth of their child. Tormented by his dream, he seeks out counsel from the Master Jedi Yoda. And remember, Yoda states that death is a natural part of the universe. In other words, we should accept it without emotion or grief. And he adds that one should not grieve for those who have died and become part of the Force or transformed into the Force. Anakin must not become attached to things, including people, for attachment to objects or things of this physical world leads to jealousy and the dark side of the Force. Yoda says you must release all feelings from things, for it is then one's thinking will be clear. And in Star Wars, then, those who die become absorbed into the Force. But we also learn that the Jedi are also able to delay this absorption and appear as spirit guides to aid those in this physical world. Those with special insight, they may learn how to communicate then with these avatars. This teaching, once again, is not new, but it's another tenet of the pantheistic religions. Pantheism teaches that the material world is an illusion. Therefore, one should not get attached to earthly things, for they are just an illusion and are not permanent. Several schools of Hinduism and Buddhism teach that this world is an illusion, and therefore we must rid ourselves of all desires and attachment to things of this world. The most holy followers will therefore live lives of celibacy and poverty, releasing themselves from any desire or attachment to this physical world, spending their days in meditation and study. Some holy men, after their death, will delay their union with the divine or delay entrance into nirvana and remain as spirit guides to aid those on the journey to enlightenment. Now, in contrast, the Bible teaches that at death we will not be absorbed into an impersonal energy field, but we'll retain our personhood and stand before God in judgment. There is no reincarnation or second chance. Hebrews 9.27 states, It is appointed for each person to die once and then comes the judgment. For those who know Jesus will spend eternity with our Lord and fellow believers for all eternity. For those who have rejected Christ, they'll spend eternity separated from God, quarantined in a place called hell. The Bible presents a destiny that is just, but also filled with hope for those who come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. The answer presented in Star Wars, the annihilation of one's consciousness and absorption into a cosmic energy field, 
is one that contradicts what the Bible teaches. And even if it was true, it's hard to find real lasting hope in something like this kind of message. So this is my brief critique on Star Wars. You can read my article on Star Wars at evidenceandanswers.org to see my full analysis of this wonderful movie. And as I stated earlier, I believe movies are a powerful vehicle of the arts used to communicate some powerful messages. And if Christians are equipped and know how to watch and critique a movie, they're able to engage the great ideas that dominate the culture of our time and can use movies as a great discussion piece to introduce biblical answers to some of the great themes these movies are addressing. So in Star Wars, we have a great teaching and discussion tool here, and there's much to commend George Lucas for in this series. Star Wars, it's creative, it's entertaining, and there are also some good themes of friendship, courage, and the dangerous temptation of power there, and how absolute power can corrupt fallen human nature. And we should also commend Lucas on his desire to make a movie series that would inspire young people to think about the deeper issues of life out there. Is there a God? What is the meaning of life? What happens after death? And other great themes are addressed here in the Star Wars series. So we should commend George Lucas on that. So as Christians, we can use this film to discuss spiritual lessons revealed in the series. I've had profitable discussions with adults and teenagers on many of the spiritual principles brought up in Star Wars. Questions such as, what do you think about the whole idea of the Force? Is there such a thing as a cosmic energy field made up of everything in the universe? Can we master this energy? What did Star Wars teach regarding what happens after death? What do you think really happens after death? And how do you know it's true? What is the source of pain and suffering? What is the source of evil? And what is the answer to pain and suffering? How do we address times of evil and when we face tremendous pain and suffering in our lives? How is that addressed in Star Wars? In the real world, how do we address it? These are great questions to ask, great discussion pieces that can be brought up as we discuss Star Wars. And Star Wars offers answers from a pantheistic worldview perspective, which we can point out and explain and contrast it with biblical answers and really show the power of the truth of God's Word and how it contrasts with the worldview of pantheism and what pantheistic religions teach. That's why it can be such a powerful tool to bring up these kinds of discussions. So movies like Star Wars can be a great teaching tool when Christians are equipped and informed and know how to watch and critique a movie and discern truth from error. And so this weekend, grab your kids, grab your family, grab a few friends, and go enjoy the Star Wars series. And afterwards, go to a coffee shop or over dinner or over lunch and have some great spiritual discussions on some of these great themes. And I hope that your discussions in the end will lead to the cross of Jesus Christ because that's where the answer to all these questions should eventually take us, to the cross of Jesus Christ. Thank you for being with us here on Evidence and Answers and enjoy the movies. We'll see you next time here on Evidence and Answers.
Thank you for joining us here on Evidence and Answers Radio Broadcast. We hope you enjoyed Pat's show today. If you find this broadcast to be of great value, please consider partnering with us. Evidence and Answers relies on generous support from you, our listeners. For the opportunity to donate and keep us on the air, you may do so right there online on the homepage of our website. That's evidenceandanswers.org. You'll find we have a wide variety of resources available to you, including a dark including articles, additional audio, and Pat's books. Be sure to share our website with your family, friends, and your church. Evidence and Answers is grateful for our key sponsor, Highland Capital Management, providing investors with alternative investment solutions. To learn more, visit them online at hcmlp.com. Join us again next time on the air or online as we provide reasons for faith and hope in Christ. Right here on Evidence and Answers. Amen.